Your Complete Healthcare Center presents Conversations with MIT Medical, Care for the Community, with Melanie Cole. Are you thinking of engaging in sexual activity with a new partner or partners, or perhaps for the very first time? When do you know you're ready and how do you prepare for it? Are there certain things you probably should be thinking about? My guest is Kate McCarthy. She's Senior Program Manager for Sexual Health at MIT. Welcome to the show, Kate. Tell us a little bit about the landscape of sexuality with students today. Um, Okay, great. Thanks, Melanie, for having me. I'm excited to be here to talk about this. I I think that you see all sorts of things with students. So I think you'll see students that are very actively engaged in sexuality and students that have not yet started sort of on their sexual paths. Okay, so we've got the whole pretty much gamut. Now, when do they come to the conclusion that, okay, this is it? Are there still a lot of one-night stands? Are people more leery of that today? I mean, I think the hookup culture is alive and well, for sure. I mean, I think that people need to make decisions about what feels right for themselves. One of the things that I tell people when they come to talk to me is, I think there's a perception that everybody is having sex and everybody is engaging in sexual activity. And the reality is, for 18-year-olds in the country, 60% are sexually active. So that means almost half are not sexually active yet at the age of 18. And I think the perception is really that everybody's involved and everybody's doing things. So I think it's important for people to realize how they want to proceed, what they'd like it to look like for themselves, and then move forward in that way. Tell us about the three C's, Kate, communications, contraception, and conversation, and how does that play into these decisions that they're going to make? So one of the things that I feel like I can't say enough about is communicating. I think that no matter what, you know, the question people say to me is, how do I know I'm ready? How do I know if we're ready? Well, I think the only way you know if you're ready is that you're talking about it and that you're having a conversation about it, right? If you're ready to have sex, you need to be able to talk about it. You'd be shocked at how many people have different definitions of what sex means. Some people might mean might assume it means penetration. Some people might assume it's mouth to genitals or mouth to anus. Everybody has a different idea, and I think the only way that you can know about it is by talking about it. So that part is the communication piece, right? And I think also, you know, everybody has sort of a different landscape of what that looks like. Contraception, right? Are you concerned about becoming pregnant? Is this a heterosexual relationship? Is, is pregnancy a concern, right? If it's a, you know, is, are STDs a concern for people? So I think that you have to think about contraception in that way, right? You want to make sure you're being safe. Uh, do you know about each other's sexual past? Do you know about past partners? Have you been tested? And I think one of the things also that I have a conversation with people a lot about is People say, well, you know, I said, have you been tested? And they said, yes, I was tested and everything's clear. I'm ready to go. And I say, not that you want to start out a sexual relationship with somebody with distrust, but for me, I think it's important to see those results and move forward in that way. Because I think anybody can say, you know, oh, I, you know, I tested, everything's fine. But I think it's important if you're sort of deciding that this is someone that you want to have sexual activity with, and I think you want to share all this information before you get there. And then the conversation piece, again, sort of back to that communication, right? 
the time leading up to the first time people have sexual activity, sex play, they engage in sex together, can be really fun and playful. It can be flirtatious and erotic. And so I think there's that part of sort of the conversation that's happening and also the other more serious pieces, right? The contraception, the communication. Are you emotionally ready, right? Because no matter what, no matter if it's one night stand or if it's a relationship that you're moving forward with, there's emotional risk involved, right? So I think that people need to think about that for themselves and what that means. You mentioned the conversation. I think it's so important to communicate. And when you mentioned the testing and past partners, if this is somebody you just met in a bar, are you likely to ask them? You might be likely to say, have you been tested? But, you know, how many past partners have you had? Have you ever engaged in homosexual activities? You know, things that might predispose them to something that you might question. Are people really asking about past partners? Do you really want to know if it's someone you're in a relationship with? I mean, I think people may, I, I think really anybody, no matter what kind of sexual activity people engage in, you know, are potentially at risk, right? The more people engage in sexual activity, the more risk they're putting themselves at. So whether that be with same-sex partners or opposite-sex partners or whoever, right, multiple partners, it doesn't matter. But for sure, the reality is the more partners you have, the more risk you've put yourself at. So I think that if risk is important to somebody, right, they might not want to engage in a, a one-night stand, right, a one-off, as I call them, with another person, because I think it's really hard, right, to really be honest about those things when you're just hooking up with somebody one time. You know, the other thing that I say to people a lot is if you're there with somebody in an intimate setting and you see something that looks awry, like you see something on someone's genitals that doesn't look right, or if they have something on a part of their body that seems odd to you, then I would refrain from engaging in sexual activity. But, you know, again, it's, everything's a risk, right? The only way to not put yourself at a risk is to be abstinent. There's always going to be a level of risk when someone's engaging in sexual activity. What level of risk people decide to engage in is going to be up to them. But I think that you want to be as best informed as you can be. And today they use the term friends with benefits. So that would seem to me that maybe you'd be more likely even if somebody is really a good friend of yours, but you're not in a relationship with them, and yet you still want to have sex with them, that those conversations might be easier, but it seems that it's kind of the other direction. They don't talk about that because. Yeah, I mean, I think that that sort of question brings me back to the emotional risk side because I think that the culture today is this idea that, you know, lots of people want to have casual hookups, and it's a lot of fun. And, and again, if that's what you want and you feel good about that and you feel fine with sort of what your layout is and everything feels all right and you're not worried about, you know, the risk that you're putting yourself at, then have at it and have a great time, right? Sex is fun. It's playful. It can, you know, it's a de-stressor. It creates intimacy. It can pass the time. Like, there's lots of reasons why people want to have sex. But I think it's important also so that you're being honest with yourself and that you're being honest with a potential partner so that if you are saying, I'm cool with this sort of, you know, hookup and this friends with benefits thing, but in reality you're hoping that this is going to be more, it's going to turn into something more serious, um, I think that's a hard way to enter into uh, a relationship with somebody. Because even if it is a friends with benefits 
um, situation, it still is a relationship, right? I mean, when you're sharing yourself with another person, when you're getting naked with somebody, when you're exposing yourself in that way, we don't do that with everybody we meet, right? We don't do that when we see someone on the street or whatever. It's special. It is special. And it is a vulnerable situation in a lot of ways. And so I think people need to really think about um, for themselves what they might want. And I would add, if anybody in the MIT community wants to talk that through, you know, I'm somebody that's available to do that. And I do that on, on a regular basis with people. So they should feel free to reach out to me. And how do they get in touch with you, Kate? Um, so they can email me. It's kmcc at med, which is for medical.mit.edu. Um, or my email address is also sexpert at mit.edu. Um, that's probably the best way for them to set up an appointment. So what about substance use and these sexual decisions that they're making? Because we all know that inhibitions can be reduced from a number of things going on, from drinking, drugs, anything. So where do they put that on the spectrum of thinking about this whole situation? Yeah, I think that's a, you know, a really good question. And I think that, again, this is my point, right? If you're having, even if these sort of communication and conversation pieces with yourself beforehand about what you want or what you're anticipating for the night or what you're looking for so that you sort of walk into that evening knowing, well, I really want to hook up with somebody tonight, right? But I only want to, you know, whatever, you know, fool around to this degree as opposed to have penetrative sex. And so I think that if you have that in your head or if you've made that decision before, and, you know, fair enough, right, that could change. But I think it's a good idea sort of for people to think about, you know, what's important to me, what do I want, and, and know that especially in sex, like, we all make mistakes. It's not easy. It's hard to navigate sexual relationships and, you know, meeting people and hooking up and just like I said before, sort of making yourself vulnerable and exposing yourself and, you know, potentially getting rejected or feeling uncomfortable. There's so many parts that play into um, being intimate with another person or, or people, right, or multiple people um, that I think that it can be really challenging and it's best if they sort of have a good sense of themselves before they get there. And people can contact you at sexpert at mit.edu. Kate McCarthy, Senior Program Manager for Sexual Health. In the last minute, please give us your best advice for students thinking about engaging in sexual activity, planning it or not planning it. What's your best advice for them right now? Uh, you know what, Melanie? I mean, honestly, I think I said it already, but I think it's great fun. I think it's really a wonderful part of people's lives and the way they can express themselves and enjoy other people in the world. But I, I, you know, I want people to really think about what it is that's important to them. Is this an emotional risk for them? Is it a, you know, are they worried about what will happen? Are they protecting themselves? Are they worried about STDs? Are they worried about becoming pregnant? You know, are they worried about the aftermath of it? Are they going to be able to see this person and feel good about what happened or what they did? Um, so I think that, you know, if people are engaging and everybody's happy and everybody wants to be there and you feel like the communication has happened, then I think have a great time and enjoy yourselves, right? And if I can help anybody in any way, then please, you know, reach out. And you're listening to Conversations with MIT Medical. For more information, you can go to medweb.mit.edu. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.